I'm a meaner. Here we go again. My, my. I cannot resist you. There was no better way to start it, let's be honest. AJ, how are you? You're buzzing for this show. As always, David, as always. Highlight as of my week. As a highlight of the week. We've not been managed to get a show recorded for like months. It's hardly, highlight. Hardly a highlight of the week. Highlight of this part of the year. <laughs> <laughs> this quarter. This yeah. quarter. This season. <laughs> this season, fucking hell. I know it was weird because we got the the other show done the other night, which was Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, mm-hmm. um, which was a hoot. Because um, I, I, I caught the end of it and they just started talking about religion for some nice. reason. So nice. I don't know how it got to that point. Tune in to find out. Who was um, on it? Come it back. was the Quacku, Grace and Jack Higgins. What else so, do you want them to talk about, James? Well, <laughs> preferably, <laughs> preferably the art of cinema. Uh, might come yeah. into it. I don't know. Um, but <laughs> Quacky, the art of cinema. <laughs> <laughs> come on. <laughs> Erin, how's things? Yeah, not bad. I, I was trying to think of a segue to talk about religion to start the podcast off. I'm a renounced Catholic. Um, <laughs> are we that? all? Are we all renounced Catholics here? <laughs> <that> no. Like... <laughs> <laughs> so speaking right here's a segue into film. Speaking of religion, David, have you seen Our Ladies? I haven't, but I know someone in it. Did um, you? Martin Who's Quinn. Like I know Martin Quinn. Who, Who did, did some songs for it? All right. Movie. Yeah, so. I I just thought it was a bit weird, and I want you to watch it and let me know your opinion, your spicy onion. As someone yeah. go to an all girls Catholic school, I did not relate, and that was saying something. Yeah, Erin, it's a, it's just a bit, it's just. Do you know what? It was outrageous for the sake of being outrageous, and the advert and what you actually get in the film very different, very different vibes. The mm. advert I saw it and I was so excited, like it seemed like really girl bossy, funny, like down to air sisterhood, like Scottish vibes. And then you watch it and it's just a bit shagging. It's a wee bit out there, and there's a lot, a lot of illegal sex. So, but uh, if you made the film that was Our Ladies. Mm-hmm. Would you have realised this isn't that marketable? Should we try and like play up like the sort of feel good, like yeah, get a power factor of this to try and get? If I if I had made our ladies, I would be really surprised because I must have a dick because it's quite clear a man made it. But apart from that, <laughs> um, if Fair. I had if I had made our ladies, it would have been the film that the advert advert promised. I mean, also, the, the ending was so weird. Someone, oh, just, uh, uh, I just like, me. yeah, the stage, the stage show seems like it would also be weird. So, because you're watching just people having sex from what I gather. Yeah, this is what I don't understand. How have they done that? Because there's a there's a bit where it's just like full on sex life episode three. You can see a full on penis like full-on <laughs> penis in your face is it as big as you said it's like my saturday night but and <laughs> the the context of that section is one of the guys who's managed to get these underage catholic schoolgirls into his flat well and have them drinking alcohol he's put um octopus ink um like on his dick and in his armpits to make his dick hard and then he's upside down doing press-ups like handstand press-ups to try and get all these blood pumping and then you see him naked pressing against the wall with his dick disclaimer that part does not in any way sound like my saturday night 
Um, just, like, <laughs> just, just as that went on. Um, my my thought of today is paying Amazon Prime for the episodes of the Kardashians that I've already seen. Nice. That's what we love That's to do. Plan. Who's your favourite Kardashian? I don't know because it, it was Chloe for so long and mm-hmm. now I'm over Chloe. So mm. yeah. probably Kim, to be honest. Kim? Interesting. Erin, yeah. who's yours? Um, probably Chris. Chris is a queen, but as an old, she's a Jenner. She's a Jenner. Well, ah. I, think she's, I think she's gone back to Kardashian now, actually. Well, yeah. I need I need to say Courtney. Um, I think she's just the funniest. No, I think I think Courtney's the funniest, but she's also the biggest like pushover. Yeah, ever, ever since she went all Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah, I like that. There, and also the fact she's best pals with a seventeen-year-old. Where's me about? Like, you need to have something wild going on to be dating Travis Scott and be best pals with a 17-year-old. Yeah, and she's, like, 40, so. But Mamma Mia came out 2008, jukebox musical, uh, directed by uh, Lydia Lloyd, uh, is her name, CBE. Uh, she is uh, best known for Mamma Mia and uh, The Iron Lady as well. Um, okay. uh, Interesting subject matter to pick to direct, but moving swiftly on. Um, <laughs> this movie came out. Uh, it was made for a budget of $52 million and it made $602.9 million at the box office. So a financial hit, if there ever was one. Erin, um, do you remember the first time you ever watched Mamma Mia? Oh, I do. And I remember it fondly. Um, I'm pretty sure it was like a pal's like, from primary birthday party. Nice. Like, remember when you would go, like, a group of, like, tennies to the cinema? Mm-hmm. And you went to Frankie Benny. <laughs> that was that day. And I think I saw it, like, another seven times after for another seven different birthday parties. <laughs> that is incredible. I love that. I love those memories. And Frankie oh. and Benny's is the perfect restaurant yeah. to enca- and capture the vibe. You know? <laughs> <laughs> what's going on? It's just, like, it's a lot of kids, you know? Like, like yeah. that can't be something too expensive. You know, and then got all the staff have to come and sing a happy birthday to yeah. you. Yeah. Uh, oh, working right. in TGI's for years, I can I can relate to how that feels. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the, the TGI's birthday song is pure weird. Aye, aye. Come on, I, David. Was, I, I was the go. king after. Uh, happy, happy birthday. Such a special day. No, I'm not doing the full thing. There's a reason <laughs> I've left. Uh, but AJ, what, do you remember the first time you watched it? I do. And I was actually thinking about this earlier because it it's such an ingrained memory. I was going on holiday with my mum's best friend and her kids so it was just like me like I was going on a holiday basically with at this point like with a stranger but it was the first time I'd ever met her kids because she had just moved back to Eardew where like I'm from so my mum was like oh yeah why don't you go on holiday with Angela like she's got an extra seat in her car so we were going to Amstruther and I remember the whole drive there she was like have you seen Mamma Mia yet and I was like no and I was like I'm 10 I was like I haven't seen Mamma Mia like and she was like, and so they listened to the soundtrack the whole way there. And by the time we got to answer it, I was obsessed. I was like, we need to watch this film. So we watched <laughs> it. We watched it that night. And then we listened to the soundtrack for the full hall, like the full weekend that we were away. And then by the end of the weekend, we were like making up dance routines, like saying what, what man we would prefer to be our boyfriend. And yeah. I was just like, it's such an iconic like moment in my brain. And it, it just made, it doesn't even feel like that long ago because obviously like Here We Go Again just came out and it's like the exact same feeling. Like it's such a feel-good film. And I was uh, it's like ingrained in my brain now the both both of the films and both the times I've seen them. 
Yeah, so, and I think that's the thing about it is that this came out at such like a moment, like for our generation. I yeah, feel. this was our musical. Like yeah. this, this, yeah. this came out, and I remember having the soundtrack in the house, like being constantly played. This was like not our introduction to ABBA. I'd go as far as say, but maybe the, like solidifying ABBA for ours, you know, yeah. our generation going forward, you know, like yeah. just getting obsessed with the music and those songs. But their parents had ABBA Gold, and we had Mamma Mia. A hundred percent. That is how. That's how you define the generations. Yeah. You know. That is voting. I'm pretty sure voting statistics should use that metric. You know <laughs> <laughs> what the ABBA Gold owners voted for, and what the Mamma Mia soundtrack voters voted for, and, and then the Mamma Mia Here We Go again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then what we'll get into it later, but what the Voyage album, you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> used to see ABBA can be trapped at the end of time, and it's it's <laughs> wonderful. But we're great. It's hard to review this the same way we would review something like a Zodiac or something like that. And in many ways, I'm. Much prefer it and uh, so we're going to play a game of iconic or not iconic i'm going to mm-hmm. i'm going to name you a, a musical number from this movie and you need to tell me why you think it is iconic and your reason for this or not iconic you know okay. and the reason the other way so we're starting off with i have a dream i'm going to include uh, the wee shitty bit at the start and the shitty bit at the end which should give you my opinion on i have a dream but aj what do you think <laughs> if i have a dream I think it's good in terms of like equilibrium, like you start and end with the same thing. It seems like full circle, full story, but as an actual musical number, it was a bit like could could take it or leave it. Yeah. Not not iconic for AJ. Erin, same feeling? Yeah, probably. I mean, the leads always get the shit songs, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> yes. We'll I mean, would you, would you call Sophie a lead? I would call yes. her. I would call her. A supporting actress. I I would call her a hindrance. Uh, to the, <laughs> to the, to the, to the real plot line. I'd call her the toilet break. Um, it's, it's what I'd call I'm sorry. Um, we'll get into the characters in a bit, but that's 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 just my opinion. That's my opinion. Um, it's my opinion. <laughs> Erin, honey, honey. Um, that's not me being inappropriate. That's the name of the song. Um, what, what do you make of it? Uh, that's iconic. You can me on? Iconic. Yeah. 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 Even though it's sung by Sophie and people more irrelevant than her and her bridesmaids. Like, Tell me still. you don't start shrugging your shoulders as soon as you sing it in your head. That's true. Yeah, but we're talking about the musical number in the film, not the song. Yeah. See, and it's not memorable for me, honey, honey. It's too early on for me to care. <laughs> it's too, you're not warmed up enough? <laughs> no, I'm not warmed up. <laughs> you're, you're not ready. <laughs> I think we've got the first one we'll all agree on, AJ. It's money, money, money. Oh, yeah. See, that, that the, the transitions in that number <laughs> from... She's going through the villa. And then, do you know what? The thing I really like about that is it's really establishing, like, setting. Mm-hmm. That's one of the ones because not only are you getting her backstory and like the sort of the whole vibe that she's like got no money, etc., but also you're getting backstory, you're getting but also different set. Oh, it's just incredible! And then also you're just getting to see beautiful, beautiful islands and all the different bits of it. 100%. Tanya, her character, like, like, fail horrendously doing stuff in the background. <laughs> yeah. yeah she's like falling off stuff then keeps on breaking door handles and shit 
she's, ru- she's ruining it. Or at least she's got money. Bet she fixed that all before she left. Oh, 100%. But the, the image that sticks with me is Meryl Streep's face on the giant roulette. Um, oh, when, yeah. Um, as it's transitioning. And then when they're on the boat, Tanya and Rosie on the jet, uh, the jet skis, which for some reason are not in the water, but on the deck of the boat. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just static. Yeah. And I can only assume it's because Julie Walters couldn't jet ski. At least in my mind, Canon, that's why that decision was made. No, it's, not, it's not because Julie Walters can't jet ski. It's because Julie Walters is too good at jet skiing and nobody else could keep up. Yeah, that yeah. makes more sense. You seen her? Um, that uh, not my daughter, you bitch. Erin, <laughs> <laughs> we need to get into it's another Donna number. This is the bit where Donna starts to take over the show and we get the movie's namesake as she performs Mamma Mia. What a performance! Iconic, yeah, absolutely iconic. Absolutely you iconic. Can you? No, I don't, I don't think actually you... that's a lie. There is a more iconic one in my head. Yeah, I, we've all got our favourites. It's not my favourite, but it is like that's where you're really invested. Uh-huh. That's the bit of the soundtrack where you're like, no, this is this is the juice of the story. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Here we go. This is it. <laughs> we're, we're, we're into. We've had our starter, and now yeah, you've steak. had your setting. You've had your like <laughs> soft start. You're you're being you're interest has been piqued a bit by honey honey you're like oh something's mm. going on here you've had money 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 you've heard the backstory and now it's like mamma mia this is it do you know what i mean yeah yeah she meets the she sees the three dads and i i love yeah. in this bit where it's like the flashbacks to how they looked when they were younger supposedly, <laughs> yeah, um, supposedly. But, but now we've seen here we go again we realize they were a lot better looking than was implied really? in this scene um but <laughs> we get to check tita um oh. tanya tanya and rosie action iconic i think i think tanya and rosie are the main characters of this film that's my personal because <laughs> i think that their side stories personally are more interesting than Sky and Sophie like because they're they're just a bit like straight boring heteronormative like not really that bothered but then the side stories are what I'm interested in now in my canon that I don't I don't believe in what the films actually tell me in my canon Rosie's obviously a lesbian so mm-hmm. I just enjoy them so much and that film that that bit in the film is iconic with the costume yeah. yeah I know I want to be a Christine Berlinski but I'm not I'm going to be <laughs> I love that so much. Uh, like that's who we want to be. <laughs> that's who we're actually yeah, willing. We're going to be yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will argue that Bill, like, it doesn't really matter what sexual orientation you are. I just think it's human instinct to be attracted to Bill. Um, so maybe um, that's I it. Don't agree. <laughs> Personally, don't agree. <laughs> I uh, would I would put it to you. I, I will write an essay about this, I think piece, and put it on BuzzFeed. Uh, and we can all we can all listen to uh, the thoughts <laughs> on Bill. Uh, but AJ, I forgot this one was in the movie. And it's like Ava's most famous song. But I forgot they did Dancing Queen in this first movie. Yes. Yeah, of course oh, they it's... Mm, it's iconic. Yeah, sure. of course. It's iconic. It's it's like that's the true callback to like actual ABBA. Because obviously the film it's all about the story, about the plot, but I think Dancing Queen's like a callback to the music and the style and the whole era that was Abba's like peak time. So I think that is iconic. Iconic. Erin, agree? Iconic? Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think, I think not... you're going to be hard-pressed to find songs that aren't iconic in this film, David. Well, here is my personal favourite. Mm-hmm. Our Last Summer. 
I think is is the most underrated gem in this movie. Underrated for a reason, David. I think that I could do every voice to every line in this because none of these men are what I'd call talented vocalists. Oh, but no. I would I would argue that that makes the song all the more better. <laughs> I think that it gives it character. Like, you go from the, the question the, is, David, why are they flat on purpose? I think it doesn't matter, Erin. I think... <laughs> I think it's a £62 million pound budget. You yeah. can put them in a bloody vocal class. I think they might be flat on purpose. For that, you see. <laughs> you, <laughs> do you think that they would have done that if it... Like, I, just, I don't know. Is it not a bit embarrassing if, if, it, if that was <laughs> deliberate? If it wasn't deliberate? Well, you've got Colin, you go from Colin Firth's, you know, English sort of... Uh, speaky singy uh, thing to you know Piers Brosnan just going full Russell Crowe uh, and Les Mis oh my god I was about to say that I think <laughs> Russell Crowe and Les Mis was good but then Piers Brosnan and this is bad so I think it just depends on setting to be honest but they're very similar it's yeah. very similar sort of vibes um, I, I can't defend Big Stallion no you can't I tried to hear that voice again what? It was an echo, but it's gone now. That's oh. fine. Uh, <laughs> just keep doing what you're doing, AJ. Um, <laughs> I'm just lifting the computer up, putting it down. Now, we have said that Sky and Sophie, heteronormative, not really, you know, interesting. I know it's mm-hmm. However, the choreography for Lay All Your Love On Me. They do get a bit kinky there. That's That, that piques my interest in the relationship. I think that... I think that musical number was solely my sexual awakening. Yes. Yeah, but it's not even the. For me, it's not about the sex. Sex aside, it's about the men in the flippers. That is the bit. It's about know. Amanda's like still looking incredibly sexy in a one piece. Yeah, that's what it's about. It's about many things. I don't know where the <laughs> authorial intent was in this, but I think it's up for interpretation, really, and mm-hmm. the meaning of this one. Um, AJ, my sister and her two pals used to perform this all the time. Donna mm-hmm. and the Dinos get back together. It's a moment in time. It's super trooper. Yeah. Oh, that's great. That's that is the, like probably the most iconic. I yeah. think. Yeah. No, well, my favorite is yet to come up, but mm-hmm. I think this one is like. This is what you put in the ad. This is how you get. This is how you get the crowds in. Do you know what I mean? Oh, 100%. the reunion. It's like it's like the peak of the film as well. Well, not the peak, but it's like you're getting to the the crux of the story. They're all there. It's a bit of madness, yeah. and it's just all happening. Like, and unless, and listen, you've get, the you've gave the free white. Oh, sorry, Eden. What were you saying? Sorry, I was just going to say I would argue that this is the best song. The best Ooh. song. Only because it? it mentions our homeland. Yes. <laughs> I forgot I mean, about that. This is, this is the one on a night out. This is the one you request when you're in a pub because you want to shout Glasgow. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, and nothing else. Uh, yeah. That's, that's the only bit of the song you want to sing. <laughs> Glasgow! <laughs> and you all, go back to your, you all go back to your tables. <laughs> well, we're going to skip Gimme, Gimme, Gimme and Really Voo because they sort of blend into one. At the end of what yeah. I would imagine would be the first act of the musical, mm-hmm. uh, you can clearly see in a movie musical where the ad, the act break would come when you're watching it, like the intermission, yeah. like on stage, and this is clearly it. Um, there's but, a lot of talking and not enough singing. Yeah, a lot of talking, 
not enough singing, but that changes when we get to oh, where are those happy days? It's <laughs> all over. <laughs> SOS. This is a dip. Erin, do you agree? Is that a dip? It's a dip. It's more of a. I feel like there's no lyrics in that one. Yeah. It's more like a sim. He's like, no, no, no. What happened to all of it? sounds like Rocky singing it when I'm doing mm-hmm. it. Like, it's, like, it's not, not Pierce Brosnan at all. Um, but we have a, a steep incline. Uh, we have the dip, you know, imagine uh-huh. that's the pandemic economy. Uh, but then the pandemic <laughs> is over and we go up to, does your mother know? Uh, this is my favourite. It's just, oh, it's kinky, it's camp, it's funny. You're getting loads of personality. Like some of the other songs just don't have enough personality. This one's so funny. And I just remember this one being iconic. And oh, it's just so, it's so good. It's iconic. But Erin, I would argue this is one of the, the few instances where this is better than the original, purely because it just works better and it's less creepy when a woman sings it. It's yes, more... it's definitely less creepy. It's, it's our mother, Christine Bernbernbernbernbernbernbernbernbernbernbernbernbernbernbernbernbernbernbernbernbernbernbernbernbernbernbernbernbernbernbernbernbernbernbernbernbernbernbernbernbernbernbernbernbernbernbernbernbernb
Mm-hmm. Felt it and actually show that they can sing. Yeah. Oh, I think it's it's comedy genius. Mm -hmm. Like, but also it's just such a good. It's such a good. Like everyone would join in just to watch, like to laugh, and mm. because the rest of them are quite singy, but you don't really have to sing to be able to sing. Take a chance on them. You just have to shout. Yeah. (laughs) She she goes to the she goes to the Colin Firth School of uh, English uh, speak singing uh, for for this one. You know. but that was our game of iconic or not iconic. Yeah. And I very much we'll discovered that they're all iconic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, except for a select few, uh, mm-hmm. they were they were all iconic. But now we're going to play Who's Your Daddy? Um, and yeah. that is to figure out, give your case, who do you feel is the actual father? Like, not who you want to be the father, not who's your favourite character, but who do you think is the dad breaking it down? And Ed, and I'm going to come to you first. Who do you think's the dad? Is it not likely? I feel genetically it's Bill. If you're looking mm. at Sophie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's dominant, bloody, uh, what's it called? Genetic gene thingy-jiggy. So, I go yeah. with Bill. You go with Bill. AJ, do you agree? Well, I've done some in-depth reading about this on Reddit before. Okay. And most people do just say that it's Bill but personally I think it's Harry just for the the pure like hilarity of like him being gay it being his first time and then he's accidentally ended up with a daughter do you know what nice. I mean nice I do mm. like that I I'm on the Bill train yeah my, everyone's on the Bill train well my reasoning comes from the sequel my reasoning comes from Mamma Mia here we go again which we will cover mm. Uh, one day, <laughs> mark my words, we will be back. Um, but the sexual chemistry between Lily James and Young Bill, uh, whose name I cannot quite remember. Yeah, I don't think I don't think you can take that into account here, David. I, I think I think you have to. I don't think you can. Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> it's a different film. It's a different world. Well, she was in a different season of her life then. Fine, I'll go Sam then to make up the balance. We will put this tweet out though. Uh, follow us on Twitter at a first time film. Nah, to be honest, most of the, the people that have actually properly scientifically tried to do the maths have came up with Bill. So yeah, yeah, I think, it makes, I think it makes the most sense, uh, mm. and probably for the best that two other dads are in the picture because I feel that Bill will be the least present uh, even after yeah. the events of this. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we have we have spoken about. You know, we've taken into account a lot here, you know, but we have alluded to the elephant in the room, clearly the worst part of the movie, and that is mm-hmm. Sophie. Um, and we do need to, our last game of the You're is, so savage, David. Is, what's the deal with Sophie? Um, that is mm-hmm. our, our last game. And I, yeah. just, I, I just have to say, right, Amanda Seyfried, if that is how you say your name, uh, she's a very good actress. She is iconic in Mean Girls. I'm not going to take that away from her. Right, she's even good in Ted too. She's right? very and versatile. She's very versatile. Uh, she was nominated uh, for Mank recently. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But when that woman does a musical, she is the least interesting part of that musical. She is the least <laughs> interesting part of both of two, not one, but two Mamma Mia movies she manages to be toilet break for. Right? Lame is, she manages to... Her and Eddie Red, Redmayne have the chemistry of me and the, the fucking washing rack that's sitting next to me right now. <laughs> There's nothing. Nothing there. 
You know, absolutely nothing there. And I'm just trying because those are the musicals that came to mind. So just before I I'll, I'll let her off the hook and at least say it's only a couple, let's just be damn sure that she has not done another musical in her career. <laughs> I believe she hasn't. But you so, remember, she's chosen as these leads because she's a great singer, not because she's very charismatic. You so, say great singer. <laughs> I think she's a great singer. I think, well, she, she can sing the parts. Because some of those other, obviously, all of the boys, they've all just been chosen because they're good actors over good singers, where she's been chosen because she's a decent singer over being a charismatic actress. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, all, David. Well, do you think yeah. it's a case of just not right for this part? I think it's a case of this poor girl who was raised in a bloody island. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> she's not seen the world, David. What do you want her to be like? She's, she doesn't have TikTok. She doesn't even have a phone. Yes. No one had TikTok at this point. It was 2008. The The most she could listen to was like Eminem's comeback on your fucking yeah. Samsung. You yeah, she doesn't have a phone. She lives on a Greek island. Yeah, exactly. Well, I don't know what you think her set air talent I know. All I would like would be a bit more. That's, the, yeah, that's what I want. Just a bit more. Just Think just, about what she's going through, David. She doesn't know who her dad is and her, she's the cause of her problems. Soon to be husband is as dry as cardboard. She has well, no pals of her own. She literally, I don't know how, actually, that's a lie. She does have pals. But how does she meet them? Hey? Apparently in Glasgow, because one of them is Scottish. Scottish. No, <laughs> she, apparently she went to uni on the like off the island and came back. Right, right. okay. That's yeah. the story. That's the story. But I love her. Her pal is not like, um, like semi Scottish. Her pal is. Glaswegian, her yeah. pals for govern or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which I, which I fucking love. <laughs> I love how in the middle of this movie, set in a Greek island, we just have this govern lassie floating about, you know, <laughs> try to solve the mystery of someone's free dance, which, which she probably does. Which she probably doesn't govern on a weekly basis. <laughs> you know, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to the people of Gotham. Um, <laughs> but Erin, we need to call in some professional expertise here uh, mm -hmm. because you work in locations and the locations in this movie are, are fucking stunning. So yeah. Please comment. <laughs> well, I have done some research on this because, funnily enough, I did do a film tourism um, bloody essay on the locations of Mamma Mia because the first one is actually filmed in Scalopolis I think is the Greek island that they film on. Um, is that where Beth is the now? Yeah, yeah. Um, but in the second film it's pretty much predominantly green screen which is, is interesting. It? Yeah. Oh my god. Which is death was why Meryl Streep refused to do it. Probably. She's like, if I'm not getting a whole degree out of it, I'm not doing it. Well, because I'm convinced that the £52 million budget was like 30% things they needed, 30% cast, and then like 40% booze. Um, well, yeah. And then the second film, their whole budget was just share. And they were like, fuck, we're going to have to green screen <laughs> everything. We're going to have to green screen everything. Logistically, to film on an island like that would have been a bloody nightmare. Yeah, because everyone's on their holidays, all times of the year. And you have to ship everything over and your crew and your equipment is then like, you're on an island. I'm assuming they all stayed there overnight all the time. Yeah. no, no Yeah, what well, if something broke and then it takes like three days to go to the mainland to get it fixed or get it shipped over or whatever. 
like a job's uh, done in like Sky, and it's a nightmare. Never mind, like further afield in a Greek island. So. But is this not why we have runners um, and, helico- <laughs> and helicopters potentially? Runners um, don't swim, David. You can't they... say that. You can't discriminate. <laughs> how are they affording like helicopters? They already have share. What do you want them to do? I, I'm pretty sure Cher has her own helicopters. She does, for her only. She's not, she's not a helicopter and runners from island to island to pick up coffee. <laughs> you don't, have you asked her? Like, have, you, have you spoken to Cher? Oh, Cher? I just know. I just know she's not. Well, she's too good for that. And so is Meryl Streep. Listen, this is nothing to do with Cher. All right. It's clear. I'm not even going to do the ratings this week because it's clear that we all think that this movie is 10 out of 10. Uh, (laughs) There's no argument. There's no debate. Um, Just before we move on to to some other related news uh, (laughs) to this movie, is there any (laughs) other comments that anyone wants to bring up about Mamma Mia or speak now or forever hold your peace on it? I don't like the way they ended it. Yeah? I don't think that Donna should have got married in such a rush. Yeah. She's a smart uh, woman, and that wasn't a smart move. It was an impulsive move. Yeah. She, was, uh, she, she, didn't was even actually, ask, she didn't even ask for a prenup. She's got no money. He's loaded. She, she married under duress as well. She yeah. was emotionally blackmailed, essentially, into it by a church full of people screaming Going, marry at her. Him, marry him. I do. Yeah. Exactly. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Erin, do you have any? She's too good for that. <laughs> I was trying to think of some sort of pun. Oh. But quite honestly, it's just too hot outside to be no. that. Yeah, we can't feign wet on a day like this. No, um, no, it's not. It's not a day for it. No, no. <laughs> um, no, that's that's just it. But Abba, um, the 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 talented Swedish people uh, behind all of these songs are reuniting for the first album in forty years. Um, they are releasing. Uh, an album called Voyage, two of the tracks from it, uh, I Still Have Faith in You and Don't Shut Me Down are already out. And there will be a digital concert experience in London uh, in May 2022. Digital versions of ABBA um, will appear nightly across, alongside a 10-piece live band at a new 3,000 capacity venue in the city's Olympic Park, now named the ABBA Arena which I love, <laughs> because Ava have decided, hold my beer, it's time to just remind people of the power that we hold yeah. in, in this society. Uh, AJ, what's your what's your general thoughts on the vibe of this ABBA reunion? Well, I was obviously quite excited, then I listened to the songs, and they are good, but I feel like they're holding back the belters, do you know what I mean? Because mm. it's quite like, there's no there's no icons yet. Of the two yeah. that I've listened to, so yeah. I feel like they're start they're they're starting us off gentle. You don't want to get us too excited, so mm. I'm 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 patiently waiting to be amazed. amazed. But I'm excited. I'm excited by the reunion in general. Mm-hmm. Will I be going to a digital experience? No, but will I be <laughs> listening? Will, will I be listening to the album? Yes. Well, Erin, does the digital experience put you off as well? I don't quite understand. Why a digital experience cannot be shared around at least the UK? Yeah. Mm. What's this London? Why, yeah. Why are why are holograms exclusive to London? Huh. Why is everything <laughs> exclusive to London? Exactly. What exactly. Is that? <laughs> it's a bigger yeah. question. <laughs> so, end, end London rule. That's what I say. Yeah. That's where my anger lies. Yeah. 
I think that's the same for all of us, though. You know, we're mm. just sort of like sick of it. Um, and especially the train down to London is obscene uh, in terms of cost. But tickets actually start at £21, which are a lot less than I thought it would be. Well, David, so, how much can they really charge when you're not up to actually seeing them, do I think that they could have charged what they wanted. Uh, because it's ABBA. Nah, <laughs> like, come on. Yeah. You, right. Fair enough, it's ABBA. If it was actually ABBA, they could have started the tickets at a grand. But it's, it's, yeah. it's a hologram, David. I don't think I don't think many people would have paid more than like maybe fifty pounds for a hologram. That's true. But then That's again, true. people in people in London have shmoney. So fucking I tried to look at Lindsay Buckingham tickets the other night and eighty five pounds that man's wanting. And I'm like, you're no longer in Fleetwood Mac, mate. You <laughs> do, do, cannot be doing this. That's you know? remember concert tickets used to be like twenty five quid. Now you yeah. for a, for a ticket to see even like not that famous people at the hydro, you're talking. Well, to be honest, if they're playing the hydro, they're pretty famous. But you're talking like forty pounds starting. I'm like, who? What Wayne has forty pound? I have a forty pound and I have a job. Yeah, <laughs> I heard a story about Prince that he tried to. He was going to play the hydro and he tried to charge like nine pound a ticket. And the Hydro were like, no. And he was like, fuck you. Mm-hmm. And Metal. just cancelled it, uh, apparently. And I was like, on yourself, Prince. And then mm-hmm. I was going to go and see him. And then uh, he died. So, yeah. Keep it cheery, dear David. Keep rest in peace. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Even, right, I was, I don't know why I was looking at this, right? I was listening to a podcast and I got an advert for, you know, those LOL dolls? Mm-hmm. They're doing like a, just like Ava, they're doing like a digital concert of LOL dolls, right? So I was listening That'd to the podcast and got this advert. And I was like, I wonder how much that is. I Googled it, right? They're going all around Europe or in the UK. And those tickets start at £40 for a digital experience of LOL dolls for children. Now, imagine all the Waynes that love LOL obviously want that as a Christmas present. So now yeah. parents are going to have to pay £40 per child that wants to go see this for an for an LOL digital experience. Yeah. Like yeah. that's mental. Just put, just get them some like fake three D glasses and sit them in front of the telly. Well, <laughs> I ask you this: Would you have paid forty quid when you were younger for a Bratz Rock Angels digital experience? Potentially, I had a Bratz Rock Angels bloody plane, so of course I would have paid. <laughs> <laughs> my sister I mean, had the bus, uh, the tour bus. My first concert was Girls Aloud, and I fell asleep, so I don't know if I would have. Yeah. Uh, well, speaking of which. Um, like obviously girls are allowed one of the biggest UK girl groups of all time but the sad news mm-hmm. about Sarah Harden came out earlier this week oh yeah um, just fun. just want to say rest in peace to an absolute icon legend mm-hmm. you know um, best verse in The Promise uh, which is an absolute <laughs> banger but when she goes here I am walking primrose always <laughs> iconic yeah that was in every advert at the time do you remember yeah 100% so yeah uh, genuine uh, rest in peace to Sarah Harden and Prince um, as well. Uh, so great way to end this the podcast. Is a, this is a memorial <laughs> podcast now, anyway. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, and, and on that bombshell, uh, it's goodbye to AJ. AJ, we'll see you back uh, soon, potentially back in the hosting chair. Potentially, if you if you pick a good film, David. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Erin, <laughs> uh, potentially in the hosting chair for you. Depends, David. Depends. <laughs> What's the contract? Yeah, contract, exactly. Con- it's very much a grill operation here. Um, that first time <laughs> we have ran for now. It's been three years since we started this podcast. Uh, yeah. I've ran on that time on Goodwill uh, and uh, just 
steely determination. Uh, yeah, so. we're, wanting, we're, wanting, we're wanting 15 pound an hour now, David. Assume I have 15 pounds. We've uh, unionized. We've unionized. You can't, you can't unionize like against me. This is like the Tories trying to ch- like charge the poor. I will give you a fridge. Potentially, at most, you know, maybe I can do without food, but I need to pay the bills, man. Uh, uh, David, we're unionising the Andy Mitchell crew. Also, have a separate chat without you. We're also unionising because we think you're going to profit off this, and it's not. We're we're not having it. Uh, that's yeah, a diff- <laughs> that's a discussion for an party. <laughs> <laughs> See you later, troops. Bye. Bye. <laughs>